episode 14. 14? It's 14. You know I can't count, man. You can't count? Nah. <laughs> episode 14. Right? Sometimes with bags, I can't count. I'll be sitting here like, one, two, <laughs> calculator. 11 D 12. 11 D 17, 38. <laughs> Sorry, that's a drink. Yeah, um, 37. What was the Jeezy to say? 8732. What did it do? <laughs> <laughs> 101. I don't know. Anyway, but welcome to another episode of Mental Matters Podcast. Yes. Um, we are finally back at it again. And I'm here with the busiest man I know, Jarrell, in the building. That's not true. It's <laughs> <laughs> yours truly, Richard. And you are the busiest person I know, so get out of there. I just plan... Uh, stuff in advance and I just don't tell anybody about it and I'm oh, gonna get better at that. Does that make you a good planner or a bad planner? I think that if makes you me make a your bad own planner, plans and don't tell nobody the plan. That makes me a bad planner because I don't communicate the plans that I make. So oh. until like the day of or the day before. You know how I'm a bad planner? Uh-huh. I never plan to be at work as long as I do. Okay. And I'm always at work and then I get that one phone call or text like so when you come at home, yeah. <laughs> and it's like you know what? All right, punch it out. We gotta go. I'll let y'all. It's been real. Your concrete can wait, and I'm out. Yeah, Gone. Bye. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, we're excited. Um, so, how was your week, man? What you been up to? The week has been very much. It's been a challenge. Mm. So, why was it a challenge? Uh, it was a challenge because it's just like so many different things are like changing at work that our team was responsible for. You a manager now? No. Come on, man. I don't want that response. Managers have to answer the phone between 6 a.m. and 10 p.m. Sometimes even later than that if they have a global call. I don't want that. I don't need that in my life. Uh -uh. Um, But, yeah, so it was just a lot of things were changing. Like, even up until yesterday, I got to work at – I had to leave the house, okay, at 5.55. Why? To get to work at a 7 o'clock meeting because I had to drive all over to Flint for the meeting. Oh, my God. And so I get to Flint at, like, 6.45. Nah, um, man. Meeting starts, it's supposed to start at 7, starts around 7.20, goes until like 10.30. Then after that, I still had like three three or four more assignments left to do. I was supposed to leave at 3 o'clock to go meet my barber by like 4.45 because I had to drive all the way back to Detroit. No, that didn't happen. I had to finish my stuff <laughs> because I'm going on vacation. So I, I, stayed, I stayed until like 3.40. Mm. It wasn't too bad on a Friday, but the fact that I have to drive an hour just to get back home is what makes it bad. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to vacation. I'm going to New Orleans. New Orleans? New Orleans. Uh-oh. Next week, the 6th through, through the 10th. So, I'm going to enjoy that. I already got all my a little itinerary plan. Like, go here for Pole Boys. Go there for beignets. You know, I'll let Where are you going for beignets? Cafe du Monde. There you go. Yeah, you put me up on that. <laughs> that Liddy. Yep. My God. So, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm, I'm going to try to not eat so much at one time. Because I looked at these menus and they are crazy. Oh uh, yeah. Like platters just like catfish and shrimp and crawfish all in one. Draped in Cajun bucks. seasoning. It's crazy, man. I'm looking forward to it though. So one thing that I did look up that was like different than me. So I'm raised as a Christian, right? So uh-huh. I'm raised to believe that God is real. Yeah. Like, he's a spirit. Like he fills people with his spirit. Not like in a freakish like ghost type of way, but just in a way where you have like knowledge and wisdom and you're able to exercise good decision making and mm-hmm. discipline, right? So contrary to that is like, you know, 
evil spirits or like witchcraft and things like that, right? So I was looking up a lot of different museums oh, <laughs> in New Orleans God. that have like Museum of the Dead, Museum of Voodoo. So I'm like, those are places that I looked up and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going there. So Don't go there. Yeah, I'm not. They had a cemetery tour. I'm like, why well, do I want to tour a cemetery? You know? We went on a city tour when I went for Essence Fest. Yep. So it was actually very interesting, but I fell asleep the half first half of it. <laughs> it was partying the night before. <laughs> no, we had just got there. That's what made it worse. Okay. <laughs> but from work, I was just exhausted. Okay. And, um, and that's one reason, but I'm going to talk about the other reason. Okay. Just been a lot of pre-planning and mm-hmm. look forward to it. You get so excited. You're on this high. Mm-hmm. Can't sleep. And then when you get there, it's like, <laughs> crash that part yeah so um but yeah i uh yesterday yesterday night i gotta get this in while i was doing this now after i did it i was like you know what i just did something i said i would never do and it taught me about compromise in marriage right mm-hmm. so i always came over here and said like i don't do dishes I did every dish. You did dishes. <laughs> I did the dishes, man. Every dish that was in that house that was dirty, I took it and I washed them by hand. You know what's funny? It took me like an hour, 20 minutes. You know what's real funny about that? What's that? You're going to get home, it's going to be a dish in the sink. You're going to lose your it mind. <laughs> you are going to flip your wig, bro. It is. So Watch. I We were actually, like, before we came to the house and uh, before I did the dishes, we went to uh, Jersey Mike's for dinner. That was like, we eat out like once a week. Okay. And it was Friday, and like it was like seven o'clock. We like we ain't got nothing thought out. We got to figure out <laughs> something. So, so Thursday night we had eight waffles, and really I wanted a steak sandwich. But I'm like, I just wait till Friday. I have discipline, so I just wait till Friday. We got the steak sandwich. And while we were there, I'm like, all the dishes, not all the dishes, but the dishes in the sink. It was it was a lot because we both work. And so I just grabbed a whole bunch of plastic forks from Jersey Mike's. <laughs> and I was like, just in case these dishes don't get washed tonight and, like, I need something to eat like, after the steak sandwich or, you know, I'm, I'm going to have some plastic forks on deck, you know, backup plan. Hide your kids. <laughs> Hide your wife. Hide your plastic forks. Because Jarrell coming down. <laughs> Nolens, this is y'all warning. Yeah. Put your plastic forks away because he is coming. Yep. I don't trust you no more. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> you swipe plastic forks, bro. I need it. Nah, I'm kidding. Yeah. But uh, I see you with the haircut, man. Yeah. But I'm going to live your best life, man. Trying to. Have a good time. Yep. Bring back some sunshine and yep. some Cajun seasoning. I got to take some sunscreen with me. So. This show be saving lives, man. Yeah. Um, what about you? How was your week? You know... It's been busy. The hardest working man in Detroit. Man, it seems that way. Yeah. I just be trying not to get gray hair, man. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was cool. <laughs> yeah, well, I got this really big one, like, right up in here somewhere, but okay. we'll talk about that. Yeah. It's, like, white. It's not even gray. It's, like, a big white piece of hair. It just, mm-hmm. of all this natural stuff in my head, it just sticks out by itself, like, <laughs> hi. Um, my week was cool. Just been a lot of planning and... I spend a lot of time actually trying to um, content development. We'll call it that. Mm-hmm. Doing kind of a study, but also just talking to some of our um, some of our support system, trying to look at what is the you know best approaches, different things we should be talking about mm-hmm. on this type of platform. And one of them that actually came about was really about guys and their feelings. Okay. Um, so I do want to spend some time to talk about that today. But 
But yeah, I mean, it was just a lot of just working, and the beautiful thing is, I didn't have to work on this weekend, so I'm excited. Because <laughs> I usually put in like 10 to 12 hour a day, so that's some self-care right there, if you will. <laughs> um, let's see. I mean, for me, I got to hear new music from people. I got to, you know, see some new music videos drop, get some gems from some awesome podcasts, so... I just been doing my my best version of self care as possible this week, so um, so I'm excited, and hopefully the rest of today I don't have to do nothing else. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes until I get home, right? Uh-huh. It's gonna be something. It's still early. Can you wash these dishes? God damn it! <laughs> all right, coming, sweetie. Uh-huh. You know, something crazy like that, but Look, it's all good. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, when we have kids, it's gonna be a rule: whatever dish you eat out of, you wash. Look, <laughs> I understand that now. <laughs> all right, put my nephew to work. He been he been hanging out at my house from time to time, so okay. I'll be like, "Oh, you want a dog, huh? Mm-hmm. Go change some pee pads upstairs for the dogs, man." man. He'd be like, "Okay, no problem." I'm like, mm-hmm. "Okay, uh-huh. what did you say?" It's different till you own it, right? Yeah, <laughs> that part. Yeah. Like, I, okay, I picked them up. Now what to do with them? Mm-hmm. Put them in the trash. The trash. <laughs> Don't hold them. That's really weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Ricky Bobby. <laughs> I love to do with my hands. Put your hands down to you anyway. But yeah, so um, so I would like to first and foremost thank uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Graham, if you will, because he kind of sparked this whole like musical movement, if you will, this whole in my feelings thing, mm-hmm. and. I mean, one, I love when music actually inspires people to live their best life. So as many people that actually hate the song, mm-hmm. it's probably because they've heard it over and over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. But it's also been the Instagram challenge and Will Smith hopping on roofs. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people are running in the signs and all that sort of crazy stuff. And now the traffic people are saying, hey, if you record mm-hmm. doing that whole moving vehicle thing and you hop out, you are basically going to get in trouble, so don't do that. Yep. Well, outside of all that, um, I think that in my feelings is probably the best way to go this week because I legit has been have been like noticing there's a couple people mm-hmm. or just people in general mm-hmm. that don't talk about their feelings, mm-hmm. especially guys, yeah. and. You know, you get to a certain point where you keep bottling all this stuff in, and now you' about to explode because you've been holding on to this thing for so long. So, I felt that it was necessary for us to do like a PSA, if you will, and say, "Hey, it's okay to be in your feelings and have your moments. Like, you're not weak. You're not less than a man if you do this." So, let's kind of dive into that. So, um, so Jarrell, yes, I ask you a question. What does it mean to you to be in your feelings? So to me, to say I'm in my feelings, yeah. it means that... In today's world, what does it mean to be in your feelings? So to me, if I say I'm in my feelings, that means that I'm either irritated for a few reasons. So it could be I'm hungry. And <laughs> 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 like everything, <laughs> when I'm hungry, everything that somebody does or says to me is magnified by 10. It's like annoying. <laughs> right. Like, why are you looking at me? Oh, my God. <laughs> I've been so hungry before where it's just like, 
I don't want to have this conversation with you because I don't have nothing to say because until I'm I get hungry. some food in me, <laughs> I'm not going to be productive. It's going to be unorganized <laughs> thoughts. It's going to be reckless. Right. You're going to get exactly how I was. Oh, my God. So, that, so being hungry will have me in my feelings. Mm. Uh, I'll be in my feelings just because, like, traffic. I hate traffic. Traffic will have me in my feelings. So, traffic will have you in your feelings. Yeah, traffic is, like, really wow. bad. After a work day, and, you know, like, I got that commute from Flint. So oh, yeah. Coming yeah, back yeah. to Detroit, it's like a block up on 75 right around, like, Great, not Great Lakes Cross, probably Somerset exit. Yeah, all the um, people leaving Chrysler. Yeah, so I get caught. I get caught up in that. So traffic can have me in my feelings, but um, on a, on a broader scale, you know, just like not being like you know joking about it, but as me as a as a man, like being in my feelings, it's like some of the things that cause that are like when I feel like I don't have control over a situation. So if I, because like as as a man, like we're taught that like like music soul child, right? Taught the true de- definition of a man was to never cry, work to your time, mm-hmm. got to provide. So it's like that's my jam. <laughs> Teach me how. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> you can sing it. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to kick off my music career on the podcast. <laughs> but you know we're we're taught that by the generation before us. So. Um, but with that comes, you know, the expectation that you have control over every situation. So when you don't have control over a situation due to, you know, finances or um, if you don't have control over it due to just, you know, somebody else may have control over it um, rather than you, you know, those things uh, cause you to feel some type of way, you know. If, yeah. I, if I can't go out and, and provide for my family, then, like, I feel like I'm failing. And most of the time, if a, if a man, like a true man who wants to provide and, like, wants to, like, wear or bear that load, if he feels like, you know, if he's not providing, then that will cause him to fall back. And he probably won't share that, you know. Because guys in our culture, we don't really tell each other, like, our failures like that. It's not ingrained in us to share, like, hey, you know, I'm having this issue, you know, me and my wife going through this or, you know, um, somebody else did something to me, you know, they stabbed me in the back, you know, like, I don't really, like, we don't really share information like that, so it's like, in our culture, if a guy's in his feelings, he's not gonna talk to anybody about it, he's just gonna continue to go through, you know, with his day, acting like everything is still A1, and acting like everything is still okay, but in his heart of hearts, he knows, you know, this is not the situation that I want, this is not how I planned it, this is not, you know, the, the, uh, this is not the way that I want things to be. So mm. those things will have me in my feelings too if I can't have control over a situation. That's interesting. I'm actually glad you shared that. Um, so I think one of those things you mentioned was about like having issues in like your relationships and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I think you brought up a very valid point. So for me, to be in my feelings. Um, it's a slightly different slight definition, but I'll get into it. Um, so, an example of, like, when I'm in my feelings is, like, you know, maybe if I'm going through something at work, mm-hmm. you know, that's stressful or whatever. It may be family-related. But, you know, let's take myself... Maybe I'll lie. I'll say something like three or four years ago, right? Yep. 
three or four years ago, she told me to express my feelings. I'll probably be reluctant to, but I'll do it. Yeah. And I think it changes. So one of those things is being able to talk about your whatever's going on with you mm-hmm. and not holding on to it, letting it fester. And um, so now, at this point, four years ago, I have a fiance. Yep. And so she is like the capital, like, I can read your soul. Something's <laughs> going on. I see it. It's all over your face what's going on. Yeah. And, like, she's helping me really be more in tune with that because when you hold stuff in, you want to lash out, and you ain't about to lash out on me. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, I feel that from a certain place. Uh-huh. But, you know, so to add to that is, mm-hmm. I guess one of the things is, if there's one of the things that you sometimes find reluctance in doing it's talk about talking about y'all issues. Like y'all are going through this stuff. Like so when you say something like, you know, the issues I'm having in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So if I ever have that, one of the things you're prone to go do is talk to somebody who has been through that. Mm-hmm. But I can't do that no more because I don't really I don't have a father figure to go talk to that type of stuff with. And if I do, I'm talking to my father-in-law about his daughter, mm-hmm. which, yeah, no, that's not a good <laughs> idea. But then on another end, I don't want to talk to my mother because I just don't have that type of, like, dialogue with her from time to time. So, for me, that's one thing that had me in my feelings. Like, I have nobody to release this information to. Mm-hmm. So I have to hold on to it, and I don't want to. So I just sit there and hold on to it. So that's one reason, one way that would be in my feelings. I actually felt another way in my feelings this week. Um, I promise not to get all the dark, crazy stuff. But um, for me, I was like, I forgot what the topic was. But I wanted to talk to my dad about it. And I realized I couldn't talk to my dad. And I was just like, God damn it. Like, who am I going to tell this to? Because my dad can't really, we can't have that dialogue right now. So that kind of had me in my feelings about it. And actually, like maybe a second time I said that this week. But... Uh Um, so yeah, it's really trying to figure out what to do when you find yourself in your feelings. Mm -hmm. Who can you talk to? Who's your go-to person to go talk to? Who's your community or ecosystem that you can sit down with and be like, hey, look, this is what I'm going through and this is why and it sucks. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've had to, I've had to be that for people. Sometimes I just have to offer myself and say, hey, look, if you ever need somebody to talk to while you're dealing with X, Y, and Z, I don't have a problem with being that person. Mm-hmm. I can offer advice, or I could just be a soundboard. It don't matter. Yeah. But, I mean, there have been instances where I've offered that, but don't get that in return from anybody. It's like, yeah. damn. Yeah. Y'all suck. Who consoles <laughs> the consoler? Look! Yeah. Who's going to be the rock for the rock when the rock breaks? Like, yeah. Yeah. That's just a key thing. So, But it could just be a assortment of things that have your feelings and, like, Another one is actual, like, the music you listen to. Mm-hmm. It's, like, more of the, you know, your music's really your mood or how you feel. Yep. And that's why I always make it a point of emphasis <laughs> to listen to <laughs> Chance to Rap Party Me every day. Because why not? Um, When I have moments where I want to be in my feelings in terms of I want to think, like, critically or think deeply, I'll pop in my J. Cole album. Mm-hmm. I'll pop in KOD, I'll pop in whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'll get that from them. Okay. And then 
if it's like, okay, I just want to let my brain flow and whatever hits it will hit it. Mm-hmm. Then I'll go to title and go to <laughs> like your top what's that playlist? Like summer hits of twenty eighteen. Okay. I just hit shuffle. Okay. And just let it happen. Okay. Now if it's some crap I'm just like, oh this is trash. Next. <laughs> But that certain music would have me feeling certain ways. Yeah. And, you know, if I'm in a certain funk, whatever, I could do that because, I mean, one, it gives me kind of insight of what's actually going on out here. Yeah. Because sometimes I don't want to listen to the radio because it's trash. It can be absolutely <laughs> trash. But the other thing is sometimes you got to let your mind just escape mm-hmm. from that normal routine of work here, work there. Right. Uh, listen to only this type of music do only this type of thing yeah. like you have to just let your mind have that free time to just boom yeah. just you know let it let it loose yeah. and you know from there mm-hmm. you see where it takes you yeah it's funny you brought up the music cause like when I'm off work it's like freedom. what you listen to real so I here have, we go I have a long freeway uh, time to drive down right so when I'm coming home this week, I was popping in a lot of, a lot of DMX. DMX. <laughs> yeah. What's up, like, like the, oh man, just like the whole uh, first album. I don't know why it's escaping my mind right now. Uh, you know, the red cover, the first album. What was it Flesh of My Flesh? I think. That's the second one. That's but second I listened to uh, Ain't No Love on that album. It's called No Love. It's called No Love, right? Ain't no other cats got love for me. Oh, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> I do that, remember that. Doing 80 down the freeway with the windows down. Ain't no other cats got love for me. Ain't no cats going to bust guns for me. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. It's just like, I just need something hype, you know, when I get off of work because I'm feeling like, you know, freedom. So I'm like, let me just. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I can't be like my 100% self yeah, at work, so yeah. I do have those moments. They get they get our best representative. They don't really get us. Uh, it depends who you talking to. Goddamn it! Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. So it depends. Yeah, I mean, it depends who I'm with too. Like if I'm in front of my boss, yeah, I'm not gonna bust out with like no Cardi B and Chance rapper <laughs> or like anything like that. But you are also at work. Mm-hmm. I think the prime. This is a good example of really being in my feelings though because. I I really follow that whole thing by Diddy when he said, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. I wake up and put a big motherfucking smile on my face. Mm-hmm. And I do that because, you know, I don't want to let anything take my, like, sense of self away. Like, right. I don't want anybody to get any get the best of me. Mm-hmm. So, for me, I walk around with my demeanor is a big smile on my face. Mm-hmm. And so, it's just regardless of how I'm feeling. Okay. No matter if this process at work sucks. It's no matter if... I get a complaining customer, no matter what it is, mm-hmm. I'm always going to walk in and out of a situation with a big smile on my face. Because yeah. I know I'm going to handle that situation regardless. Yeah. But then when you get that and you do all that at work all day, uh-huh. and you get home, you're just like, my God, yeah. that took a <laughs> lot. And now I'm in this funk where I'm just like, uh, yeah. don't bug me, don't talk to me, let me sit in my chair. Uh-huh. And let me just be here. <laughs> Give me five or ten good minutes of just being right here. Yeah. If I fall asleep, cool. If I don't, just let me be here. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like, I try my best to, you know, try to separate those things and 
Yeah, sometimes you have those moments where you're in your feelings and it's a good thing, and sometimes you have them and you're like, just anti-world, just like, leave me alone. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think that's a good example of just being, of what it really means to be in your feelings. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's get to the root of the problem here. Okay. Um, so I mean, I think, I think you're pretty into with yourself by now. I mean, you, yeah. I think I am too. Yep. There are some guys in this world that are not because of the fear that they have of their feelings being exposed or like just things of that nature. So what do you think is the reason why guys don't like to get like display like their feelings or emotions? I think there's two I don't know if it's two reasons, but like the two that come to my head I think it's too many reasons. <laughs> That's what I do think. One of the reasons is because uh we're taught at a young age to not show emotion mm. as, as young boys. You know, if you uh, if you're a young boy and like you're playing sports, like so many times, you know, you get bruised and hit and all of those things. And yeah. you're taught like, man, that ain't nothing. Like you're trying to go to medical for that. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. sometimes we're like, I've been to like football practices and like dudes are like vomiting on like, the side of the field and they're yeah. just like. Walk it off. Like, you know what I'm like, yeah, I remember guys. that. Like, <laughs> that I used to play football in middle school. Like, I would have complete moments where I'm like, completely just mm-hmm. whatever. And the coach was like, You all right? Yeah, you all right. Go. Yeah. Like, wait, wait, wait. Like, I'm yeah. dying right yeah. now. Like, like, what do you mean? <laughs> get the win. I'm not conditioned <laughs> yet, bro. Like, I just had this Taco Bell earlier, and I feel like crap. Right. It's like, you know, you get the wind knocked out of you. They're like, all right, just sit on sideline for five, ten minutes, get back in. It's like, I might have a concussion. Like, <laughs> you don't know right. what's wrong. You're not a doctor. My whole ass just got hit in the head. Right. What are you saying? Right. So, I think that's that's a part of it. Like, we're just taught through, um, like, I guess that could be a part of uh, toxic male culture as well. You know, the fact that you're supposed to be this, like, barbarian or Viking. You know, you're supposed to be, like... The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, all his movies where he just jumping from buildings and <laughs> cutting gashes all over his arms and he's giving people to people's elbow. Right. <laughs> it's I was watching a video earlier of like, was that DX calling out Stone Cold? Oh yeah. And so Stone Cold ran out there. He traps him. And he gets to beat up everybody. Yeah. The next thing you know, The Rock comes out. It's just like, <laughs> where did you come from? <laughs> you just sitting in the back like these are Rudy Poos. <laughs> that was when they dropped the net on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you seen it then? Yeah. Well, I think that's a part of it though. It's just like, um, even if even from um, guys who don't have like father figures in their lives, or they're raised by you know their mom or any um, you know uh, lady guardian, you know they're a part of that culture as well. Where it's like you know. If she's raising a son, she's going to raise him tough. And she's just like, yo, this is, you're not supposed to, you know, have behaviors or what they, like, uh, familiarize with, you know, women or, like, young girls, you know. You're not supposed to be the type of person who cries or you're not supposed to be the person who, um, one of the things that I was always taught as a kid, I'm not going to say, like, I was taught that, but I picked it up. I don't know where I picked it up from, but, like, guys aren't supposed to talk that much. And, like, I noticed as I got older, like, everybody would say, you don't talk too much. You don't talk a lot. Like, why you don't speak to people? And I'm like, I always thought that, you know, what was that, that Jay-Z line? Uh, I can't think of it. It was, like, walk softly, carry a big stick. Something like that he was rapping. It was my mm. friend. I can't think of it, the exact phrase. I'm going to go find that now. Yeah. Homework. Youngins walk softly, carry a big stick that'll keep people off me. Something like that. Mm. But it was just, it, to me, it was just like, you know, 
it's like we're taught we're just taught you know these behaviors that don't allow us to express our emotions mm. and we're taught that that's okay and then that grows and develops um exponentially into being you know an older an older adult male who still doesn't is <laughs> like how you said not in tune with themselves yeah um it's not a type of person that and that, and that breeds behaviors where you have uh, guys who jump from relationship to relationship. You know, they can't um, look in the mirror and see who they are and make that adjustment because they're taught, like, you know, this is not who you really are. So they don't even see, you know, what's wrong with them because they're not able to actually look at themselves because they don't know who they are. Mm. So I'm actually glad you said that because I was looking up, uh, well, I mean, these days and times, I mean, you have a lot of these people that practice this macho man behavior type stuff back in the day. Uh-huh. But now they're finally coming forth and saying, hey, you know what? Maybe this wasn't cool. Uh-huh. Example, giving like Sean Carter, his prime example. Yeah. I read a quote by him. Also, I really love, and I still listen to the footnotes from 444. I just do. Okay. Because he, they'd be legit dropping gems in there. Uh-huh. So... This is a quote I found. So you have to survive. So you go into survival mode. And when you go into survival mode, what happened? You shut down all emotions. So even with women, you're going to shut down emotionally. So you can't connect. In my case, it's like it's, it's deep. And then all the things happen from there. Infidelity. Mm-hmm. And so like... That was really deep to me because, you know, especially being in a relationship, like, you have to be in tune with your emotions. You have to be able to share on, really share who you are. They're going to, your significant other is going to see everything. Literally, from that nasty bump on your arm to, like, just all your deepest, darkest stuff. Like, they got to live with that. So, it's best for you to really get your feelings in check. So that you're not bottling up a bunch of stuff and then taking it out on them. Yeah. And that's not from the sense of like any like domestic violence or anything, even mm-hmm. though that does happen. Yeah. But if you want them to give you a, have your best you, mm-hmm. then you don't want to shut them out by just not being in tune with your like emotions. Because right. if you do that, then now you can do this with any woman. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have this whole thing like, well, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to. Or I don't connect with her. Yeah. Maybe I can connect with somebody else. Uh-huh. And that's exactly what happened with this dude. Like, that type of stuff happens all the time. Uh-huh. So that's why I try to make a best effort to, like, hey, look, babe, this is what I'm going through. And yeah. I don't want to hide nothing <laughs> because these other women ain't shit. Like, <laughs> just be honest with you. Uh-huh. Um, Not to say other women ain't shit. Yeah. However. In, in, in perspective. In perspective <laughs> of what I'm talking about. <laughs> I value my life over like any other woman I've ever met in my life and any woman I'm probably going to meet yeah. like period and so because that relationship is there yeah. I've shared time I've shared emotions mm-hmm. and I've invested so much into that yeah. and everything that we go through is worth it because it works out for the long term mm-hmm. sidebar but anyway back to the main point in here um, just these different footnotes that they dropped on their fire it's like you know just one of them in particular was about, like, men being men. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, we don't, you know, we put on this persona, this ego, yeah. 
to protect ourselves mm-hmm. so that now everybody sees you as your alter ego. Like, they see you as The Rock. They see you as, mm-hmm. you know, T.I. They see you as 50 Cent. Mm-hmm. I said 50 for a reason. Yeah. Um, but they don't see you as Curtis. They don't see you as Mr. Harris. They don't see you as Dwayne Johnson. In fact, it's actually interesting because recently there was an interview or something that Dwayne Johnson did, mm-hmm. and he talked about you know his struggles with mental health. Yeah. Um. So they did. So like J. Cole did, and Chance the Rapper did, and all these other people that Terry Crews did. Yep. And all these so-called like macho dudes or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're finally in touch with the stuff, and people are actually speaking out on, right. you know, mental health and being in their feelings and everything of that nature. Mm-hmm. So when you hide stuff like that, you don't give your chest, you don't, you don't give yourself the opportunity to, you know, be vulnerable and talk about what you deal with. So now, you have a situation where, you know, you buy all the stuff here, and now you doing whatever, mm-hmm. and that's not cool. That's not the type of behavior that's going. <laughs> it's not the type of behavior that's going to score you a wife. Mm-hmm. It's not the type of behavior that's going to allow you to do your best at work. It's not the type of behavior that's going to really make you be productive at all. Mm-hmm. And if you shut yourself emotionally, then you start to see the other stuff. Like, not just the infidelity stuff that Jay-Z was talking about. You see things like suicide. You see things like, you know, um, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. At least it's so much more. It's just... So many different avenues we could even go here, but um, I think just the main focus is, you know, it's okay to be in your feelings. So, another prime example would be, so, you love sports. Yeah. I love sports. And I was reading, I was just randomly was on Instagram, I think, like, Monday or Tuesday. Uh-huh. And then I saw the whole thing about the baseball player for the Braves. Yep. And I'm sitting here like, okay. He's obviously going through something. Mm-hmm. You know. So, yes, his teammate, somebody who spends a hell of a lot of time with per season every single year. Yep. They're having a moment in the dugout where he's, like, basically, like, help me, help me. And everybody else in the world like, oh, no, men shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. That's wrong. That's gay. That's all this other stuff. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Time out. Pause. Why is that an issue? That's not an issue. If he is gay, so what? But besides the fact, I think it was something like he heard or something that his mother was ill or that she passed. And it's like, regardless of what that man's going through, why is that an issue? Like, I'm still trying to figure out why that's an issue. Because sometimes we need that. Like, we need somebody to be like, hey, look, it's, it's all good, bro. Like, hey, mm-hmm. come here. Like, I got friends. Like, you know, we sit down. We had these deep discussions. Mm-hmm. They reassured me things are cool. Um, And in today's world with, like, you know, with just living, living in the inner city, mm-hmm. going through stuff, you see gun violence, you see drug abuse, you see all that stuff in the community. These people are dying. These people, things happen. Yeah. Yes, you're going to need that hug. Like, you're going to need that embrace. Mm-hmm. What's the problem? 
So I'm just trying to figure out from anybody that knows or anybody has a sense of self, why was that a problem? Yeah, I was uh, actually looking up their names here. So it was Atlanta Braves players, Ozzy Albies and Ronald Acuna Jr. Mm-hmm. And they were playing the L.A. Dodgers. They was whooping that ass at the time, too, I think. <laughs> it was like four is up, by the way. We always have to keep up with baseball. It doesn't say, uh, I mean, in today's culture, you know, people are toxic and they're saying, like, what's the reason for it? And it's like, nobody's what, being, reason? Yeah, nobody's being hurt. Like, like what's going on? But um, there are a lot of, like, people who went on Twitter and, like, the Internet saying, like, they need to get a room and, like, this is not cool. We don't want this in baseball. And then there are a great amount of people who um, came – to their defense, which is ridiculous because what's to defend? Um, and they're saying things like the people who came to their defense were saying things like, this is what man up should mean. Don't be afraid to be kind. Uh, someone else posted, yes, showing your brother love and tenderness in time of need is so necessary. Hypermasculinity has poisoned our community for Look, far too long. Exactly. So there are so many people who understand um, what the culture needs to be today's times it doesn't need to be what it was 50 years ago 60 years ago because we all know where that led so, mm-hmm. yeah. like i mean example given like i think that's another layer to this whole being in my feelings thing because i mean yes we both have significant others mm-hmm. and we know we go to bat for them any day yep. but why can't we have friends the same way mm-hmm. like you know Example given here, mm-hmm. like, yes, I freaking love you. Like, if something happened to you, I'll be sitting here like, damn, like, what? Yeah. Uh, what's going on here? Same way. But at the other end of it, it's just like, you can love people without, like, these other weird things that you deem as weird. Mm-hmm. Like, why does it have to be something for me to tell another man I love them? Yeah. Because... Oh, I think I know. You know what? I think I know exactly what it is. Because I remember when I was little, um, my dad was, I think my dad legit put me on. Mm -hmm. He was like, you know, hey, son, I love you. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay, that's different. I never heard a man say any, I've never heard a man say that to anybody. (laughs) So my dad is telling me he loves me. That's dope. Mm -hmm. He doesn't care what other people say. Like, he would be the the person to give me, like, forehead kisses and... Mm -hmm. Like, you know, he also beat my ass, but that's another story. <laughs> but, like, he showed that emotion. Like, he didn't have an issue with showing that emotion. Like, and, um, you know, he showed me ultimately what it means to truly be a man. And I didn't get that really from anybody else besides, like, maybe sometimes my uncles. But they'd always embrace and show love. Like, period. Mm-hmm. Like, they, now I'm not 100%, like, you know, the... I understand boundaries. I'll put it that way. Yeah. So I'm not going to reach out and be like, you know, put my arm around people and all that stuff like that. But I do know how to embrace. I'm good at embracing people. Yeah. But a lot of that was because of how my dad carried himself. And so he really showed me what it means. Like, hey, look. Or like if my mom and him were going through something, he would legit come to me and just be like, you know what? I shouldn't be talking to you about this stuff because I don't want to come off as bashing your mother because that's your mother mm-hmm. but it's just sometimes when she do x y and z and it really just makes me upset mm-hmm. we don't do that shit nowadays right, right, right. like 
we just don't. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say me and you don't, but there are guys in the world that just feel like that's weak. Mm-hmm. It's less than. It's yeah. makes you look vulnerable, and you can't look vulnerable in these streets. Yeah, it's like, why do you care so much what other people think about you? Right. All these other people are gonna pay your bills? <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> no, you don't want my bills. You might be in your feelings if you see my bills. You'd be like, God. Uh, guess your lights get shut off, buddy, because uh, I'm broke. Yeah. But um, you know, some people don't take that time to embrace what you have now. Like embrace that friendship you have with, them, with your brother, mm-hmm. with your best friend. Yep. Um, and if you have siblings like that are of the same gender, mm-hmm. it should not matter. Like yeah. if they're your siblings or not. But talk about those issues. Mm-hmm. Period. If you have you know, a best friend that's going through something, it's okay to get that man a hug. Yep. If that man ain't going through nothing, it's okay to get that man a hug. <laughs> right. You don't know what you're gonna, when you're going to see them again, like, period. Right. Right. Um, but, and life is just crazy hard these days. Mm-hmm. We got to work now, yeah. obviously, because yeah. got to work to survive. Mm-hmm. But life is legit rough, especially being black, especially yeah. being black men. Yep. This is high standard of... You got to be the protector. You got to be the rock. You got to be this person. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I can do that, but I don't want to be the strong person all the time. Right. I can't be the strong person all the time mm-hmm. because who's going to be a strong person when I'm going through it? Right. We got to figure out a way how we all can share that load. Yeah. Right. Let's let's have let's have group huddles. Let's have these like mm-hmm. <laughs> let's have these barbershop conversations, right? Right. Let's sit around and talk about, hey, you know what? This shit's not cool. Uh-huh. Or I don't like it when this happens. I don't like it when that happens. Yeah. Let's have those discussions. Mm-hmm. Let's not sit here and bottle this stuff up. Yeah. I think if I had to put it into like a grand synopsis of what to do and what not to do, mm-hmm. it's okay to be in your feelings. Mm-hmm. It's not okay to bottle them up and hide them away from the world. Right. Because there may be somebody else going through that, mm-hmm. and you sitting here holding on to it like you're supposed to be tough all the time no matter what you're going through. Yeah. So they're going to take it as, yeah, that's what he said. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> right. And now you sitting here holding on to this stuff you don't need to be holding on to yeah. because that person in front of you is putting on the front. Mm-hmm. I didn't get none of us anywhere. Yeah. We're not advancing the culture that way. Yeah, exactly. When you say advancing the culture, I was going to say, like, that's going to get passed on to the next generation. They're just going to continue to bottle things up, not have these discussions, uh, not be... Uh, people who come together are brave enough to share, you know, the issues that they're going through, how they can come to a solution. So that, that's what it's all about. Like it's about sharing, like taking like all the lessons learned, you know, documenting them, and just continuing like the discussion. You know, it's, it's, it's a loop that we have to develop that we have to always carry out. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think some of the major keys are one, like just understanding that it's okay. To go through stuff like yeah. it's okay to be in your feelings mm-hmm. it's okay to have emotional moments it's cool mm-hmm. it's okay to not be okay yeah. that's what it all comes down to that's basically what life is all about that like, is you have to find your comfort in being uncomfortable <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> like i remember going to jamaica and one of the key things they always say is like hey no worries no problems yeah jamaica no problem yeah no problem yeah man like that's it like <laughs> I mean, I get you're going to have problems. Yeah. You're going to have You're going to talk about it. You're going to deal with it. But after you deal with it, you talk about it, mm-hmm. and you know how to cope with that certain thing, you just got to live the best rest of your life, man. Yep. 
Like, you have to live your best life. <laughs> like, you just have to. <laughs> this is no play Zakari. This is just what it is. You have to find a way to live your best life because nobody's going to do that for you. You don't have, you don't, it's one thing to be in your feelings, but you don't have time to be in your feelings all the time. Right. Like, you ain't got to be in your feelings, like, 24-8. <laughs> like, don't do that. Like, find what you need to get over that thing in a positive manner. Do something that's productive. And after that, like, go on with your life. Because life's going to keep going. With or without you. Yeah. So you either hop on this life train or... Get left, like, that's, that's, one, that's one thing that they always say is like, if it don't kill me, it make me stronger. And yeah, like, I hate that shit, <laughs> man. It's, it's like, that needs to be amended to, if you don't discuss it, and if you bottle it up, it will kill you. <laughs> like, that's right. That's what it should be amended to. This is like liquor. Like, you bottle it up for so long, uh-huh. <laughs> it has the potential to knock you out, man. Like, that's just what it's all about. Yeah. So, I guess what would be your key takeaway from all this? And parts being in my feelings. Don't bust out with the Drake songs. I record and put you on Instagram. <laughs> nah, I ain't gonna do all that. I might. Yeah, I don't think like hopping out of cars. I don't think like progressive or all state covers that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> so what's your claim? Drake in my feelings. He got me this way. Yeah. And I hopped out the car and I had the top Will Smith. <laughs> like no, you don't have to do this. Uh, my, my key takeaway is, is like we just have to develop methods in which we can have discussions on how to share like all of our issues and all of our problems um like you said there's nothing wrong at all with being in your feelings that's a part of life because things are going to happen you know hard times are going to come but they don't last but while you're going through that hard time it's okay to reach out to someone and just like have a discussion you know someone who you trust someone who you love and if you don't have any of those people in your circles, like there's professionals that you can talk to about anything. Um, I saw a post this week. Uh, you know how to have like those long posts on Twitter where it's like a thread you have to follow and stuff like that. And it, but I don't know, like recount the whole like thread, but they're just saying like, hey, I'm a black person and I went to therapy for like the first time in my life and I'm like 30 years old. And I've, it's certain things that like I've never discussed with anyone because the people I was supposed to discuss these things with were the people who were causing the issues and the problems. Mm. But they were just saying, like, how much relief they got from having that discussion. And they had, they were discussing problems that happened when they were, like, 12 or 13. So they had these things, like, bottled up <laughs> 15, 18 years, right? They went through high school, went through college, became an adult, still holding on to, like, all these burdens. And so, you know. Like, one of the reasons to be in your feelings is the fact that you're an adult now. Yeah. But I'm going to let that go. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I was going to close it out by saying, you know, people get comfortable with carrying loads that they shouldn't carry, you know? And right. I think that's easy to do. You know, that's not like condemning anyone. Um, because I, I remember when, like, my granddad passed. Like, mm-hmm. I was I was just, it was so many of us because I got, like, eight aunts and uncles on that side of the family, like, 20 cousins. They was getting busy, bro. Yeah, so it was like everybody was there to, like, support and uh, console one another. So I was fortunate enough to have, you know, like that that family that had that structure to where um, if it was something that, like, you know, you wanted to say or if it was a memory you wanted to share or if you just wanted to cry. Like, my uncle's at the funeral just, like, standing in the corner like, oh, you need a hug? Like, come here, you know, after, you know, you know, you need a body, he'll stand off to the corner like, you know, come here, you all right? You know, like, it was... 
my older uncle, so mm. he was just like, it's okay to cry. Like, you know, that just means, you know, you're showing love and, you know, you have good memories to think about. Like, I just remember him just, like, being a rock for the family. And, and, uh, and like, even him, you know, he was, he had his times where he was, like, leaning on my other uncles and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, that was, that was important. You know, you just got to have, I always say, as Richard called it, the, the ecosystem. Yeah, <laughs> Having the ecosystem around you, have that village. Um, to where, to where everyone can can help you uh, get over that mountain that you're going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say my takeaway is, and I've said this over and over again, but I can never stop saying it. It's okay to not be okay. Yeah. This is that this moment right here is a reassurance you need that it's okay mm-hmm. to not be okay. It's perfectly fine, okay. and we all go through stuff. It may be different. It may come in different quantities. But we all go through stuff. Yeah. Whether it be great times, not so great times. Mm-hmm. You know, that breakup, that's hard. Someone passing in the family, it's not family, whatever. Yeah. And sometimes you may be needed as a crutch to get over that situation. Sometimes you may need a crutch to get over your situation. Mm-hmm. It makes us human. It doesn't make us weak. Uh-huh. Like... <laughs> the main thing that makes man is the fact that the word is called human. Like, period. You didn't even think of that before. Exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can even corny and say it's H U man, like help you man, like something. Okay. Like, <laughs> everybody's gonna need this help, right? Yeah. So I mean, at the end of the day, like, you know, I think to be a man is to realize that you're human, and once you realize that, I think that helps. You know, a lot with everything else. Because then you realize, hey, sometimes I'm going to have issues. And sometimes I have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. But the key thing is, one, you're not always going to be okay. Life is going to happen. It's going to strike you at different points. But you have to just realize mm-hmm. that it's going to come. And when it comes, you want to talk about it. Yeah. Um, I'm not a professional by any means of the nature. But, I mean, I'm just a huge advocate for people. Hey, we all go through stuff. We all have mental things that we're dealing with. But, I mean, now again, that's why mental matters. Because whatever's in your mind, it does matter to somebody. Mm -hmm. So somebody will want to hear what you're going through. Because it can help them get through it. So, you know, it's just a whole community thing that we we just continue to push. And just try to be that beacon of light for people. So, Mm -hmm. um, So, yeah. You know, you got me in my feelings, but it's all good. <laughs> Not wrong with being in your feelings, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, I have only one shout-out this week. And this person knows exactly who they are, but they probably never talked to me in real life, so it's fine. Okay. They probably never will, but if it happens, cool. Yeah. Mr. LeBron James. Oh, man. That was my shout-out. <laughs> Look, we can share this moment. All right. We can share this moment, you Steph Curry fan. Yep. But, Come like, on, Le- LeBron, if he wasn't already, uh-huh. he's officially solidified himself as, like, my favorite basketball player of my time. Okay. And it's not even what he's done on the court because we already know who LeBron James is. Yeah. You know he's going to dunk on at least one person per game. He's a beast. He's, like, what? How old is he? Like, three? Yeah, like, 32, 33. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's been doing this since 18. Yeah. He's supposed to be on decline. He's still like that same. He's still level. jumping over hands and still going up. <laughs> like you better watch out. Like yeah. he looking, he making Vince Carter looking like man. Yeah. He gonna be better than me at forty, bro. Yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, that part. 
got more championships than you too. Anyway, but I just want to shout out LeBron because not only did he, you know, go to one of the most historic, one of the most historic teams in the NBA. Not only did he, you know, just been LeBron ish. Mm-hmm. The I promise school, yeah. man. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Yes. So not only are these students getting free breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Well, snacks, not dinner. I lied. Just kidding. Mm-hmm. They're getting free uniforms, yep. free transportation within two miles. Mm-hmm. Everyone gets bikes. Yep. Everyone gets tuition covered to the university after they graduate from that school. But they also are going to have summer STEM programs, uh-huh. like summer STEM camps. Yep. They're going to have these support circles mm-hmm. in which... You basically focus on like what's that social emotional like, you know, groups if you will. Yep. You're gonna have your decompressed time after lunchtime, mm-hmm. before you go back to class. Right. It's like who thinks of this <laughs> stuff? Like you had to have like so much research done to capture all that. And I think I missed some stuff too, but like that's like goat status. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand that Jalen Rose had his whole academy in this in the city. Yeah. I understand that other people are doing other stuff like that, but this is a public school mm-hmm. in which your curriculum's based on STEM. You care about people's social emotional health. Mm-hmm. Gee, it was that job training like job placement programs for the families and the parents. Yeah, but I just read out one. Uh that. what else? I feel like I'm missing stuff. It said it has on-site food bank. The pantry, yes. Who does that? <laughs> it's got to be other stuff. Like, this, what was that, the GED? Um, what was it? I'm still trying to read some of it, but the only ones that they put, like, highlighted was focus. Focuses on accelerated learning. That's it. Provides job placement assistance for parents. Has on-site food bank. Damn. Supports students with stress from economic causes. Gives every student a bike to escape dangerous parts of town and explore. Guarantees free college tuition to the University of Akron to all graduates starting in 2021. Those are the ones that they listed. And they'll furnish, I think, first through eighth grade. Yep. And by 2022, I think. Something like that. Okay. So, I mean, with all being said, we could go on and on for this. Mm-hmm. But. Don't they live on campus as well? Like, don't they. Isn't, isn't it like a. a where there's an opportunity for you to like, live? I think it's just in the middle of the community and okay. you can just. Ride your bike there, get a ride to school every day. Okay. So like, just I mean, just shout out to that type of behavior. Like that's mm-hmm. the that got me in my feelings. <laughs> like I was serious this week. Like, dang, that's what's up. I'm glad I bought his shoes before it was cool to buy his shoes. <laughs> Even though it was cool to buy his shoes when I finally got some because I couldn't afford them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, just shout out to LeBron, man. He showing he he on some King James stuff right now, man. And he hasn't even played a game for LA yet, so I'm really excited to see this happen. <laughs> I'm excited for the LA move too. Yeah, that school that he created is phenomenal. Like, just imagine like how many like kids he's gonna save from his community just by like putting that in the community. Like, yeah, he's gonna save lives. Kids who would previously like resorted to crime and would have resorted to other ways to make money, um, they now have the opportunity to be someone who contributes back to the community instead of taking from it. So, mm-hmm. it's wonderful. That was my shout-out, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> shout-out to King James, man. 
Um, other things like, I mean, what else? I mean, you got that. That definitely got me in my feelings. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's dope music that got me in my feelings recently. So shout out to the internet. I don't know if you're familiar with the internet or not. I think I am. I think I heard You think that. you are? I think okay. I heard the <laughs> so a new album in the hive mind that's been like just on constant rotation. Okay. I hit shuffle and just let it go. Okay. Chance the rapper came out with new music. Mm-hmm. I was personally excited about this. Okay. I still gotta give like his third stream each. Mm-hmm. But I mean so far so good to me. Okay. DJ Khaled always puts out bangers. I don't know how he just has the recipe. <laughs> He'd just be like, this is going to be the beat. Mm-hmm. I believe in you. You got this. <laughs> DJ Khaled, that one uncle you want at the barbecue, like, because he always going to bring the fire. Always got the flame. But, uh. He always got something interesting and new. Like, he that uncle that pull up, like, when you get that car? When you right. Get that, where you get that from? <laughs> How you do that? Hey, uncle. Uncle yeah. Khaled. Yeah. But, um, what's that new song? No brainer with, uh. Was that Justin Bieber, Chance the Rapper, uh, Quavo from Migos? I don't think I heard that yet. Ah oh, man. Get on it. It's a no-brainer, bro. Man, I'll be listening. I ain't going to take yours. So I'll just listen to old school. I'll you listen to old shit. school? Yeah. You don't like that new shit, do you? <laughs> I ain't going to say that. That's what but it is. All I'm going to say is I'll be listening to old school. Not, right. not even like like 90s stuff this week, but mm. it, was, it was more like 70s. So I'll let you finish, though. That's cool. Yeah. Um... But no, like I said, I'm a big person to just like find a random playlist, hit shuffle, and just see where it takes me. So mm-hmm. that's how I find all this stuff. Okay. But um, but yeah, and I just found out that her got a new album that just came out. Okay. So shout out to her. Uh-huh. If y'all know who her is, her <laughs> right there. <laughs> uh, other than that, that's all I got for music of the mental. What you got? Man, like I said, I just been listening to. Uh... The people want to oh, know, real. I listen to old school music, man. People want to know. Know what? What you listening to, man? So I listen to. Uh, I play. I played LTD Love Ballad a lot this week. Mm. Uh, we had. The, oh, I do have an old school one, but go ahead. Our aunt, she was with us in the, in a car, and she's going to the Earth, Wind, and Fire concert, and it's, I think it comes in like September. Mm. But she was just like, "Y'all Bluetooth some Earth, Wind, and Fire," so they start banging September while we're driving down six miles. Remember. <laughs> That's it. And. uh let me look through my search history real quick. It was some, oh, it, boy. It was some hip-hop stuff in there, like some old hip-hop stuff. Like I said, I was listening to some most Def this week. Nah. Uh, getting you some uh, getting you some Black Star in, man? It was, uh, uh, what's the name of the album? It wasn't Black Star. It was a solo album. Which but, one? Uh, the first one. That nails it down. The very first one. I can't even think of it. I can see the, you know, his face on the cover. I know what you're talking about too. Yeah, black on both sides. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's all. Yes. I like. Um, I got love. I love you. Yeah, that's yeah. the end, dude. I used to blast that. <laughs> like, I'm gonna play that when I leave here. I no love, lie. I love at least like I think he has like 19 songs. Like 18 of them, I can just listen to all day. Like the only one is probably like the intro where it's just like the instrumental. Like I used to skip over that. Yeah, that's cool. I, I that's love, fine. I love the uh, rock and roll song where he's giving you like the history of rock and roll, how everybody stole you know the culture. And that's it. Made you think it was something that it's not, and you didn't even know that was your history, but now you do because most definitely the song about. And it. a song on um, Black on Both Sides of one song called Hip Hop. 
I think that's yeah, the song. It is, it is, it is. That's yeah. hip hop wants some selling crack to smoking it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. So I was listening to a little bit of that. And then like since I'm going to New Orleans next week or this week, you know, I put on I remember putting on a little bit of mystical, getting mm. that uh bouncing back. You gotta get your you gotta get your big Frida in there. Yeah. So. Big Frida the Queen D <laughs> That's that's what I've listened to this week. That's legit. It was one other song that was on my mental this week. Soulful Moaning. Oh yeah. That forever, <laughs> especially from from Detroit, you already know you have to bang that at least one time in your life. Yeah, and it's gonna just take you like, oh my god. Uh-huh. It was funny. I got a funny. It's not a funny story, but I remember hearing that like when I was like five or six years old, driving down Dexter with my dad, him taking to the barber shop, and then like it's one of those songs where like, you hear it as a kid. And like you just love the melody, you don't know what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, not at all. And then it's like you got I, older, it's just like, oh my god! I forgot all about the song. Is what was funny, and then I'm probably like 18 or 19, just going through YouTube, like listen to some Detroit stuff, and then that pops up. I'm like, I listen to it. It's next in the queue. I listen to it. Like it brought back like so much. Like, like you ever hear a song from like your childhood that you forgot about, and then it just brings you back to like that feeling. Like you just get. And your feelings, basically. Yeah, <laughs> like you just that's it. it. You just Music feel, be taking you places, you just, man. I'm telling you. You just put a smile on your face. you like, I got to add this to the playlist. I forgot this even existed. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's one of me and my wife, like, like favorite songs to listen to, cruise to. It's like, that song is everything, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Soul for money. Yep. All right. That's cool. <laughs> you was, you was, was saying, in your feelings. I was in my head, like. Yeah. Yeah, man. So shout out to good music. Shout out to just just living like this summer, man. Yeah, it's been a dope summer. Yeah, it has. It's I haven't even done everything I wanted to do this summer, but yeah, because I've been working like twenty five hour days. Mm-hmm. But or <laughs> <laughs> you get the plus one from? I, I might need that plus one. Nah, you don't want that. You, <laughs> I'm trying to get back to twenty four hours. Man. If I get the plus one, I just add it to my sleep count. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't want that, bro. All right. Um. Yeah, so far as episode 14, I think for me that's a wrap, man. Yep. We just, we are at 14 episodes, bro. Yeah. 14. Who knew we get this far? I did not think we'd get one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a podcast, yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> but, you know, i just like to thank everybody that, one, who's listened this far. Mm-hmm. Um, not only to the content, but this far in the episode, because I understand that mm-hmm. you have a lot other things to focus on mm-hmm. so just by you guys spending time just to hearing about what's on our mental but um we're trying to just be more conscious of you know what you the people are actually thinking about but don't want to say in public mm-hmm. um so feel free to hit us up like i said on our facebook on our instagram page at mental matters podcast yeah. on twitter at mental matters p and if you have a topic suggestion or whatever it is on your mental that you just want to share with us hit us up on our email at podcast at gmail.com. Yep. And I don't know when we're doing this again because <laughs> you be too busy. And you're going to be mean? living your life in Nolens, <laughs> eating beignets and yeah, junk. I'll be back Friday, man. Okay, cool. Well, Friday night. I'm leaving Friday. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to do like the... Uh, we are planning what is that? <laughs> this convention for Nesby. Okay. And I'm excited because, again, it's going to be in Detroit and... Mm-hmm. We just had our first community service event, which was with, I guess my other shout is shout out is very late in the episode would be to sit on the Detroit. Okay. Sit on the Detroit is a 
um, group that is focused on making Detroit better by just giving people a place to sit. I mean, they build benches that go at bus stops, yep. other certain areas, and from the planning committee for Nesby for this convention, mm-hmm. I was able to organize and plan the first of five community service events in the community, so okay. um, we built six benches that's going to be placed around the city, so I'm excited about that. <laughs> I saw that picture, man. I was like, where they at? Yeah. <laughs> we got to come to the next one, man. <laughs> yep. I figured you was at church at the time. I'm like, he ain't coming in. You gonna miss church for this. Y'all did it on Saturday, right? It was on Sunday. Sunday. Okay. Yeah. No, I usually out by 11.30, Maybe you should have came through. Yeah. I got you in the next one, though. Right. No problem. All right, all right. But, um, but yeah, so shout out to everybody that came out that listened to our podcast as well because, mm-hmm. yeah, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we're doing more dope things. Dope things. Dope things. I'm trying to find more things, so. Okay. And more jerk chicken. I still gotta get around to getting the team. Come I'm, on, I'm man. Sick, man! What are you doing, man? I'm I'm so Detroit, man. If I if I go to the store and get something to drink, it's gonna be a fago. <laughs> <laughs> Not even Arizona. He gonna get a fago. fago. You see what it is? Like people be like, I gotta go get Arizona tea. Like I'll be like, fago make tea, right? <laughs> that Ohana. <laughs> Eighty nine cent. I'm not doing this. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, and all that, all greatness. Thank you guys for listening. And yeah, make sure you get your uh, make sure you get your music release on. Yep. Make sure you live your best life. Drink your water. Drink your water. Yep. Keep your sunscreen on because yep. you don't want you uh with the bold skin out here later. Yeah. And stay out of if you ask you stay away from Madam EP because she gonna let you know <laughs> she gonna she gonna flame you bro she said you look like yeah look like Ashley Larry <laughs> I'm like it ain't that bad <laughs> uh, you got some lotion can I have some yeah. nah all right we love you guys and stay tuned for episode 15 yep we got some more things for you yep. peace.